Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. Gigi Demanio has been to more weddings than you can shake a stick at. Hundreds, in fact. It's her talent as a photographer that puts her in such high demand. She's one of the country's preeminent wedding photographers since forming Genevieve Demanio Photography in 1997. In the years since, she has shot both celebrity and society nuptials. Gigi was there when Chelsea Clinton and Mark Mezvinsky, Nate Berkus and Jeremiah Brent, and John Henry, the owner of the Boston Red Sox, said their I do's, clearly not to each other. Gigi's work has been featured in dozens of wedding magazines and newspapers, including Modern Bride, Boston Weddings, as well as a profile in the New York Times Sunday Style section. A Florida native, it was during her senior year at Hollins University, where, by the way, she majored in psychology, that Gigi discovered the power of photography. After graduation, she left Florida for Atlanta, Georgia, where she enrolled at the Portfolio Center, studying commercial photography. Gigi moved to New York, where she spent more than seven years assisting top fashion and commercial photographers both there and in Boston. She currently lives in Carlisle, Massachusetts, with her husband and their three children. So. Let's meet and get to know this talented and creative woman. Gigi, welcome, and thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. I usually like to work backwards and then come up to the present, but I have to just tell you this. So I go on your website, and it's really beautiful, and then I hit the section that says connect. And on that part are, I believe, six squares that um, have the bride and groom's name and underneath it the location of the wedding, and then there's an arrow to click on. And I click on the first one, and there's beautiful music, and then there's this video of the stills of the wedding. And I'm starting to get a little emotional. And then I click on the next one, and I'm starting to get even more emotional. And there's a part of my brain that is saying, so stop already. <laughs> And I can't. <laughs> I see all six of them. I don't know, Rebecca and Tom from Susie and Joe, you know. And I just can't stop. And so my first inclination was to say to you when I met you, you're killing me, woman. <laughs> That's great. I did my job. That's perfect. Oh, it was just really something. So we'll get to that. Okay. But I guess being a psychology major certainly can factor in into your professional career. But talk about how you got introduced to photography. I was introduced to it because I was a psychology major, and by the time I got to my senior year in college, I had not fulfilled my art distribution requirement, so I was informed that I was not graduating until I fulfilled that requirement. So I considered what art classes I could take, and photography seemed like the only one that I could potentially do well in. I thought, well, I'll give that a try, and it was an instant love affair with photography. It was in the dark room, the magic of seeing an image appear and the emotion that I got from that and the connection that I felt to my subject, it was incredibly powerful. And in, in an instant, I was like, this is what I want to do. For the I've heard that life. from other women who right. I have interviewed. Yeah. To watch what it's happens magic. in the dark room is it, it just extraordinary. It really is. It was so fun. And I just thought, okay, well, I like psychology, but this is really hitting close to my heart. Mm -hmm. and I liked the creative process, and it was incredibly rewarding to me. When I gave that first print to the woman that I photographed, she absolutely loved it. She gave it to her mother. I could see the chain reaction of happy people, and I just thought, this is what I want to do. Was there 
something in you in terms of the psychology that wanted to photograph people as opposed to taking a shot of the Grand Canyon? Oh, yes, absolutely. I I like to connect to people. Mm-hmm. That's the most rewarding thing for me. Well, thank goodness if you were going to ma- you know, major in psychology. <laughs> yeah. saying, I hate people. No, it, it's... It's a beautiful thing to see people's reactions. And you know, even in a wedding when um, they're completely engrossed in their day and in the moment and they're connecting to each other and they're not even aware that I'm there, when they get the photographs back later and they say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you got that moment. I remember mm. that moment. And I, I get people for, you know, years later saying these photographs are so important to me. I photographed the last picture of many family members. Mm. And the power of that is it's a huge responsibility. When I'm shooting a wedding, I feel the responsibility to make sure I cover everybody and everyone that's important to the bride and groom. Right. Because it's it's not just the love story, but it's about the family members and all their connections to the family. And it's their history and their story to tell for generations to come. Oh, for sure. So it's, yeah, it's a lot. But what happened to you in Atlanta at the Portfolio Center that you knew that you found your calling, but clearly you didn't know that you were going to be a wedding photographer. So you came to New York thinking what? In college, that's where I discovered that this is what I was going to do. And I had no idea what to do with it. With it, yeah. But a friend of mine had a friend who was at the Portfolio Center and said, oh, there's this great advertising school in Atlanta. You should go check it out. So I did. And then literally two days after I graduated from Holland's, I started this intensive photography program. And it was all advertising and commercial based. Okay. So I thought I was going to be a commercial photographer and go into advertising. And that was the whole goal of being there is everyone works together as a team to build a portfolio piece. And you graduate from the portfolio center, you take your portfolio, you <laughs> right. get a job. Yes. Uh-huh. And so I did that, went off to New York and um, assisted other fashion and commercial photographers. And I enjoyed it. And I did it for seven years, six or seven years, uh-huh. assisting other really top-notch photographers. So then just as, you know, I was, my sister, my twin sister got married and as a gift to her, I photographed, I took a few rolls of film and I put the images together in an album. I gave it to her and then she shared it with all of her girlfriends and everybody said, oh my gosh, I want Gigi to shoot my wedding. And What it, year was that? That was 1996. And it was funny because at the time, you know, all of the commercial photographers were like, oh gosh, we don't shoot weddings. That's below Beneath us. us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are too good to shoot weddings. And so I had that preconceived idea of like, I, I'm too good. I've studied so hard to be a commercial photographer. I can't just like go down to shooting weddings. Mm-hmm. And But it kept nagging at me. Like I enjoyed it so much and I felt so connected to it and it felt so rewarding to me. In spite of the pressure. Yeah. I mean, I was surrounded by people who were like, oh, you're not shooting weddings, are you? And then I had one mentor who I was working with. I just said, you know, I just, I don't like doing advertising. And he said, well, what do you like to shoot? I said, I like to shoot weddings. They're, <laughs> I like to shoot brides. They're, it's real. And he's like, so do it. And it was just that moment when somebody said that I respected and he was a mentor to me. He kind of gave me permission to follow my heart. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Yeah, I am going to do it. So I did it in spite of everybody kind of giving me a hard time except for this one amazing man. So I did do it. I followed my heart. And what I found was that all of the work I had done up till that point was great preparation for what I had to do in a wedding because in a wedding you're not only shooting you know it's it's a little bit of documentary it's product it's architecture it's you know food I mean it's fashion it's kind of everything fashion in the sense it's more editorial it's um you know you're you're telling a story right it was kind of everything in one day 
As a photographer, where this is like second nature to you, were you one of those people that always had a camera no, with you? No, I definitely was not. Okay. No. It's funny because my father actually was a very good photographer, but it was you know just something he enjoyed doing, and mm-hmm. I didn't really see him doing it growing up. It's just he later he told me that he'd always enjoyed um, taking photographs. I'll say in the jeans underneath yeah. <laughs> to you, right? And my mom always definitely was a photographer. I mean, she was all we had albums and albums and albums. So I I loved that we had that, and we could always look back at our story. So my mom was really good about that and creating albums. But no, I never considered myself even a creative person. My father was an attorney and my mom's a real estate broker. And when I was going through college, we all sort of had these ideas that we're either going to go to law school or medical school or go into banking or sort of more the traditional. Or you'd be a psychologist. Right, or a psychologist. (laughs) But I never thought, oh, I can go be an artist. That never occurred to me. That's a good point. And I remember telling my mom and dad on the phone, guess what? I really love photography, and I want to go do something with this as a career. And my parents were always supportive. I, they were amazing. But they said, my dad said, well, can you make a living doing that? A legitimate question. And I kind of actually didn't know, but didn't care. I knew I had to try. Mm-hmm. So I just went for it. Again, to personalize this conversation, yeah. I hate having my picture taken. <laughs> And it's just... It, so for, many people, I love it when people tell me that. And for like, every time I have to pose for something, mm-hmm. it is such a cringeworthy moment for me. It's one thing, you know, if I'm just sort of walking down the street and unbeknownst to right. me, you're there and yeah. you're snapping a picture. So talk about the fact that you say to your dad, I'm going to start this business and take us on that journey where you said, this is my livelihood. Well, so I, I immediately enrolled at the Portfolio Center and started there and, right. and, and thought it was going to be an advertising-based. Right. And, but and, this is after you're working, you know, where you just sort of woke up after yeah. the seven years and said, I want to go out on my oh, own. Oh, so the, with the, when this gentleman said, so do it? Yes, exactly. So, all right, so then I photographed my, my twin sister's, sister's wedding. And you were not gift. married at the time, right? No, and um, I was engaged. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I gave her the album. Mm-hmm. She was working for Delta, so she had a lot of girlfriends, and they were all getting married. And they said, would you please shoot my wedding? And I sort of begrudgingly did it, thinking, oh, do I really want to, is this okay? You know, I have put so much work into trying to go, be an advertising photographer. Sure. And then I just said, okay, I'm doing it. And I had so much fun, and I never looked back. I photographed um, her girlfriend's weddings, and then- How um, did you know how to start a business? Forget the, uh, forget I the creative. <laughs> what, what did you do? I, You're a one-man band, so, one-woman band. Well, one other photographer I was working for, I said, I have no idea even what to charge. And he said, you know what, Gigi, just throw out a number that makes your toes curl and see what happens. <laughs> and so I thought, okay. Well, I had nothing to lose at the time. I, you know, I wasn't married. I didn't have children. Right. So I went for it. And um it sounds so cliche, but I followed my heart. I really did. And I shot from the heart. That and is so true with so many of the women yeah. that I've met. It's bigger than they are, yeah. what they oh, embark it, it was. on. It, mm-hmm. it just, I was sort of pulled into it because I just followed my heart. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it and still do. And still to this day, I get butterflies before each wedding. And, um, you know, you get a little bit nervous and you're on high alert for every moment that's happening and every connection that you need to be capturing. And it's an adrenaline rush and it's exhausting. I bet. Um, But I really, I love it. I absolutely love it. So take us through the process of I'm getting married and I reach out to you. 
So once you hire me, we actually will sit down for an hour or two and, and chat and I'll go through my process and I'll tell you, you know, people want to know sort of the order of events and where should we go to do the formals and what's the timeline. And I mean, many times I'm working with event planners, so ah, I don't right. need to do a lot of that. And I get just told, okay, you're going to show up here on this day. And but I do even when work, I'm working with event planners, I really like to be able to meet the bride and groom beforehand. Sometimes I don't get to, mm. but I really like to because it's a, I'm one of the vendors that's the closest to the bride and groom that day. So they need to feel comfortable with me and vice versa. And I like to get as much family information as they're willing to share because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's can be a stressful day and there are a lot of emotions are running high and everybody has a different family situation. And so, you know, I just try and connect with them and say, you know, just tell me whatever you want to tell me ahead of time so I can navigate any maybe that you have a base sort of yeah, yeah that there's a bit of a foundation yes. for you. Uh-huh. Um, and do you work solo? I have a team, so I always bring a second shooter, and depending on how big the wedding is, Mm -hmm. I may bring additional. But I always have at least a second shooter. And so, for instance, we start off with the getting ready, and the bride will be in her room with all her bridesmaids, and I'll be there photographing that. And then my second shooter will be with the groom and photographing the groom and the groomsmen getting ready. Mm -hmm. And then we come together for many times the bride and groom want to do a reveal, which is they see each other for the first time before the ceremony. Is that new? It is sort of new, but thank goodness. It's great. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people want to stay very traditional. I'm open to doing whatever the bride and groom want to do, mm-hmm. but I really like it because it, it sort of brings the stress level down a little bit. They get a nice private moment to see each other and connect, and we go off and do their pictures um, together before the ceremony. And um, That doesn't take away from the emotion actually, when he sees her walking down. It really aisle. doesn't. Well, so we set it up in a nice private space where they can still have sort of a big wow. And not everybody is watching them, so they can really connect. And there's usually tears. Of and course. like, oh, my goodness, you look amazing. Yes, and, that happened to me watching yeah. strange. <laughs> uh-huh. So, And then we go off and do the bride and groom portraits. And then we get joined by a wedding party and family members. And we get all of those finished out of the way before the ceremony begins. So already the stress level is like, ah, oh, it just brings it down a notch because that's done. And, and pe- uh, bride and grooms don't want to miss their cocktail hour and be taken away from um, the big event with all their friends and family. Sure, the activity, yeah. Yeah. Uh We get that part taken care of. And then, so they're present from after the ceremony, they're present the entire time with all the guests and never have to leave. And um, so we usually go from the formals straight into the ceremony. And then you sort of have a big, another big wow moment because it's a different setting. Now it's the ceremony. And you see the bride coming down the aisle and the grooms still cry every time. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't even matter that they just saw each other. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. still is still a pretty big deal. So it, it's pretty wonderful. So I like to capture the groom seeing the bride getting, coming down the aisle. So I'll shoot the groom as he sees her at the beginning of the aisle. And then I'll turn around and I'll photograph the bride coming down the aisle. And you have to obviously be unobtrusive. I can't tell you how many events I've been to and there oh. you are in you know yeah. in our faces. It's Could annoying. you get the hell out of yeah, the way? Yeah, I completely agree and I'm very aware yeah, of on that. the floor looking up yeah. as well. oh, I mean it's, it's really? kind of obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I I totally hear you. And so and that's one reason why I typically only bring one second shooter because I'm very aware that it is a wedding ceremony and it's not a photo shoot but 
And you're not the center of attention. No, I'm not. And, you know, we dress in all black and I want to sort of disappear and not be the center of attention. So it's really important for me to find those moments, capture them, and then get out. And you're always kind of riding the energy of the ceremony and the group and whatever's happening. You want to be very sensitive to the emotions around you and and read people. And if you're getting the sense of like, come on, enough already. (laughs) Yeah. Uh You need to get out of there. Yeah, really. Uh (laughs) Well, I would think you have a lot of that under your belt, that that it doesn't have to be spelled out for you. You feel it in your gut. And everything I do is because of the way I feel in my gut. It's like, yeah, it's almost hard for me to put into words why I do what I do. I just feel it. Mm-hmm. It's the way I've always worked. And I just follow my heart. I know I've said that already a few times, but it's true. And some of the shots that I saw in these videos that I'm using in quotes, you know, that are on your website, yeah. the joy in terms of the non-posed pictures mm-hmm. or the setting or the scenery or whatever, I didn't know these people from a hole in the wall. And I was just... Oh, I, I love that so, you got so emotional. This I really thing. did. I don't yes. know if that just makes me heavily postmenopausal or whatever. <laughs> no, but it has to do with your well, with your talent. It's I mean, also I'm, the music too. I set it to some nice music. Oh, that was yeah. a whole other ball yeah, game. Yeah, I know. What's your average workday like in terms of hours? How how long are you there? Well, oh, and, and for the wedding, yeah, um, it can be twelve to fourteen hours. So, and it's it's a really long day. It's really. It's fun. I mean, I, yes, it is a long, long day. But as I said before, it's just, it's a, an adrenaline rush. And I just, you're just in the moment and you're focused and you just go, 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 go. And I, I actually really don't stop. I mean, I, I might have, you know, 15 minutes for a dinner, a bite to eat. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my second shooter and I are working constantly. And because the story never stops. You know, not every single moment is important to tell, but you never know when that moment is going to happen. So you have to be on alert. For sure. And so um, I don't really want to just sit back and say, okay, I got, you know, the walk down the aisle, the kiss, the first dance. I mean, there are sort of the seminal moments. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, you need to do these moments. But it's also the in-between moments, a reaction to a toast, a look, a side look, you know, a, a gaze that those are the ones that I find that are magical. One of my recent photos that's just coming to mind is the Bedeckin ceremony in the Jewish wedding where you have the bride or the groom comes to the bride and looks under the veil to make sure that the bride is really her bride. Mm -hmm. And and then he puts the veil back over her face Mm -hmm. and the bride and groom sort of put forehead to forehead and really look at each other. And, you know, and I saw the mother of the bride sort of gazing off, you know, looking on. And she was the shot more so than the bride and groom. Wow. But it was the mom witnessing this yeah. moment yeah. of her daughter. Yeah, I, that's and, what resonated with me with yeah, some of those. And yeah. it's, uh-huh. you know, it's, and it's interesting because I've been doing this for over 20 years now. When I first started photographing weddings, I had no children. And then I had young children. And I, you know, initially I was pretty much the same age as all my clients, my bride and grooms. And now that my children are grown, I, I feel the connection to kids in the way that I, I can see the parents and their connection to their children. And so I want to tell the story from their point of view as well. Mm-hmm. It's not the moments between the bride and groom are not the only important moments. Exactly. It's the parents Absolutely. Too, and their connection mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. their children. And mm-hmm. I have such an appreciation for that now being a mom and knowing what I want. It's when my nuanced kids, and yes, multi-layered. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about 
it ever being a fraught experience where you've just sort of thought to yourself, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, how lucky are you? Well, okay. There was one moment, and it was shooting the Clinton wedding. Yeah, and, and don't think <laughs> I wasn't going to go to that. I mean, that I would be was... such a sin of omission. Well, First of all, wait. How did that happen? How did they oh, come to I you? Oh, I was so fortunate. I, um, Brian Raffinelli, an amazing event planner, Raffinelli Events, he's a wonderful event planner in Boston, and he came to me and asked me if I would want to do this wedding. And where were they married again? Astor Courts in Rhinebeck, New York. Oh, sure. Upstate yeah. New York. Okay. And so Brian and I had been working together for a while, and at that point, you develop a trust between you know the, um, each other. Mm -hmm. And this was a biggie, obviously. And, um, you think? <laughs> How long is she married? When did it happen? Uh, 2010. It's been a while Okay. Now. All right. Goodness. And so I was not the only photographer. Barbara Kenny was also there as well. She was a White House photographer when the Clintons were in office. So she was there. But Brian had asked me, since we had, Brian and I had been working together for so many years, um, he wanted to have someone that he knew very well that could deliver what he knew needed to be delivered. I mean, we knew that Barbara could do it too, but, you know, he just wanted his person there too. Sure. So Barbara and I worked together. Was that the biggest fish in your pond? Yeah, I'd say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a biggie. So, so what was the experience? So like? the experience was right before the ceremony, everything was meticulously lined up. It was all white, white runner, white chairs. I mean, honestly, it looked like they had taken a ruler and measured the spaces between. It was perfect. Okay. And I and it was every it was empty. There's all that white, and you're dressed in black. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. And um, the few minutes before the ceremony started, I mean, it, everything was empty. It was just the chairs in the aisle and the chopa and everything looking gorgeous. And I stood at the end of the aisle and looking on, and I just got this moment of like, oh my gosh, I cannot screw this up. This would really be bad. And um, I had a moment where my father had just passed away, and. I would always see butterflies and think of him, and literally at that moment, a whole swarm of butterflies just came right and appeared right in front of me. It just gave me chills. And oh, it wow. was it was powerful. A bit. And um, another wonderful man, Billy Evers, was right there with me. He was working with him at the time, and he just said, "You got this," and it was incredible. I'll never forget it. So, um, it was, was there a little starstruck on your part, or not so much? Yes. You know, my dad was always really good about that. He's like, geez, you know, even celebrities are just real people. They put their pants on yes, one leg was, at a time. I was going to say yeah. that, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. exactly true. And mm -hmm. yes, I was in awe and it was an amazing moment and realizing I'm, you know, photographing a piece of American history here. And that felt like a big responsibility, but I couldn't really go there too much or I would psych myself out. What I really gathered from that wedding was it was still a mother and father who were incredibly proud of their daughter. And it was their daughter's wedding. And they were gathered by their, you know, around with their friends and family. And they were celebrating It was her. about her. It was about him. their union. Mm -hmm. And um, we were there for them. So it was less so about all the hype of, you know, as President Clinton. And, you know, it was just, it was a family wedding. Yes, it was a large family wedding. And it was quite spectacular. But in the end, it's still a beautiful family wedding. Mm -hmm. so. When you are on the road, because as I noticed also on your website, there was a wedding that was featured in Florida. Oh, yeah. So this also becomes not a day event. Right. You know, I mean, this is even more 
not intense, but more. It's a, yeah, it, it ups the ante a little bit and stress. And how do you feel about being on the road? I love it. I mean, because I, I, I've shot so many weddings in the same place around Boston that it's kind of, it's nice and inspiring a to great be change of pace given for you. a different scene and mm-hmm. a different environment. So I love it when I have the opportunity to go somewhere new. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, we've, I've traveled to Europe and um, gone to Mexico and and I work with many different event planners all over and you know it's it's fun because I work in my, I work out of my home and it's just me but I have so many connections to other professionals all over the place. So when I show up and I go get to I get to do a wedding in Mexico, I'm like, oh hey, it's great to see you guys again. And you know, so they're, a good balance they're based for you? in Texas. And, uh-huh. Yeah. So I have coworkers all over the place, mm-hmm. and you know we go off and go into our little worlds, and we come back together at a wedding in different locations all over the place. Is it still true in this day and age that you are just as busy as can be in June and May? The season has changed. You know, when I first started. Do, shooting weddings, I was always getting so many weddings in June. And now that's not the case for what, I don't know if it's just me or what, but it seems like I'm so busy now between August and December. That's more of the season for me. And, you know, I always have a few between January and May, but really August to December is like boom, 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 boom. So it's it's super busy. So you yeah. get a bit of a break in the action. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do commercial work as well. There's a lot of biotech in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. so I'm doing a lot of stuff for them, like headshots and mm-hmm. candidates of their, you know, photographing them in their labs and place at work. So it's just stuff to tell their story mm-hmm. for their website. So again, I'm telling stories. It's just a different story. So I would be remiss in terms of the gossip part of this. Has there been any experience where you thought, oh, God, I can't believe I'm here or this marriage is going to last 20 minutes? <laughs> you, <laughs> you, don't know, know, you don't have to name names. No, it's just I... Honestly, I go into every wedding believing that it's going to work. I see some people and I'm like, wow, I think I'd have a hard time being married to that person. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, I think it works for those two. But I always go in completely believing that it is going to work. And I know that everyone is there supporting them and Mm -hmm. hoping that it will be. And, you know, I do feel like a wedding is all about hope. Everyone is there to support and hope that they do have success in their union. So... I guess what I was also seeing in those videos and then and personalizing too is it's about history and more than just relationships. Looking at the people who are at the wedding, and one shot just so stuck stuck out in my mind of a little boy sitting under a table. It's a moment in time, and he and will not there. be that little forever. And you know, it, and it's captured, and that's what's so magical about photographs is that you know, in the end, it's it's like that's what we have to tell our stories. It's so important. You, th- you People say, if my house is burning down, what would I grab? So many people say my photographs. Absolutely. Because that's their history. And you're right with the word of documenting. It never dies. No, and And even though you might want to think to yourself, you know, that's not who I always was or yeah. will be. And it's a huge responsibility, I feel. I want to do it right. And you obviously have. <laughs> well, I mean, because you. clearly, I would guess most of your work comes from recommendations it does. that you don't have to go out there and solicit. Right. No. It's usually How great to be of, in that position. It's nice. It's very nice. So I do get a lot of uh, work from event planners who mm-hmm. like my work, and we like working together. Do you ever turn jobs down? I did once, and then she got really upset with me because she really... It was funny because I was... I The interview wasn't quite going so well, and so For, I thought... You mean you were being interviewed? Yes, mm-hmm. I was being interviewed, and then I kind of turned the tables, and I said, maybe I think I might... Maybe I'm not, not quite the, one. the right person mm-hmm. for you. And it just changed everything. And now we're very good friends. 
<laughs> so in your vast experience, you haven't dealt with too many divas, huh? No, I haven't. I really haven't. I mean, I've, gosh, I've, saw, I've photographed so many weddings. No. I feel like, again, another cliche moment. Um, quote here but I feel like everyone can everyone is beautiful in their own way you know Mm -hmm. it's just I feel like I'm not just seeing the person in front of me I have to empathize with them I have to learn their story I feel like I want to find out as much as I can about them so that I can be more involved and connected to who they are so I know what to look for when I'm photographing like what people are important to them. So I, if I see the two, those people come together, I was like, oh, that's something I need to be aware of. I need to get that. So are you meeting with your prospective clients more than once before? Uh, Generally you know? not. So I'll meet with them once, and then we'll, I'll, we'll speak on the phone, or we do a lot of emails. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you show up, and you kind of open up your heart. It's not an ego trip. I'm not there to And say, it's more than just a job. Oh, it is not. Yeah. I, I This sounds so silly, but at the end, I was like, oh, cool, I get paid for this. <laughs> There was a moment when I, one of the brides I was photographing, she was just starting to get a panic attack because the room was just getting filled up with so many people and you could start to feel some tensions in some parts of the family. And I just looked at her and she looked at me and I said, you need a break, right? Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm, like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She sort of gave me these silent cues like, please save me. So I just turned around and I said, okay, you know what? Let's have everybody leave for a little bit. And I just brought the crowd down to a much smaller mm-hmm. group of people. And she just looked like... and. For the rest of the day, she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. It saved her. Because, well, you bring so much more than just yeah. your skill as a photographer. Right. And I guess this is where the psychology comes uh, at Clearly. Do your weddings tend to average in terms of size? Is it more? No. I do everything the... from a city hall wedding to... Do you? I, oh, yeah. You really do? I do. And when you told me about your husband, your late husband, I thought, oh, those are some of my favorite weddings because it's just, it'll be just the four of us in that room. The, you know, the, <laughs> the officiant, the bride and groom, and me. And how honored am I to isn't, be there? Isn't that, I, that just gave me goosebumps. I oh mean, my I mean, many times he would be at a venue, uh-huh. but when New York passed the gay marriage oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. bill, and here he was, this may not mean anything to you, he was sitting in the Bronx at the time, and I said, are there any gay people in the Bronx? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he said, yes, there are. Yeah. I mean, and he was really happy to be there, you know, and it wasn't about well, him. It was so but so huge. I mean, what a day. You know, for these people who love each other and it can now be legal. Honestly, the wedding between Nate for Nate Burkus and Jeremiah Brent was probably one of the most powerful weddings I have ever photographed. Was that the first time that you photographed a same-sex wedding? Yeah, and it was a, it was the first gay wedding at the New York Public Library. It was beautiful, but more than just the decor and the setting and the, all of that, and the two beautiful men that were there, they were yeah. sweethearts, and it was so emotional. And the vows they read to each other were so powerful. I was crying. I don't know like, how. I was just going to say, how do you not get It was invo- hard. Thank goodness for autofocus. I'm not even kidding. I, I couldn't see. I, I was crying. Mm-hmm. And it was just so beautiful. What an honor for me to be there to photograph. In your career, moment. have you seen how weddings have evolved? I don't think they have I don't know how to answer that, really. I don't know if uh-huh. they have evolved. I mean, people always say, what are the trends or things like that? But Well, have you seen more same-sex marriages, well, yeah, okay. for example? Well, there you go. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and now Definitely. The, nobody looks at that twice. You Not know? at all anymore. Yeah, it feels what so about normal. Mixed I marriages? think of it. What'd you say? What about mixed marriages? Um, oh, yeah, sure. Definitely see that, too. It's funny because you, it doesn't even feel like an issue anymore to me. It just mm-hmm. feels normal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I forget that. 20 years ago, yeah, that was a big deal yeah. and wouldn't even happen. But what about, now it feels so normal. What about second marriages? Oh, you yeah. do a lot of those? Yeah, yeah. And did you, did you do weddings of people 
my age, which oh, of is course. pretty old. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everything. I mean, all of it. All we of do it. it all. Yeah. Oh man, oh. I, I yeah. It was so funny that I found you in the style section of the New York Times <laughs> under vows, and they did a Q and A with you. And it just they were saying, I have to reach out and oh, find I'm her. So and this did. was so fascinating. Thank you. And I want to end this way. Okay. What's it going to be like? when your kids I don't know oh my goodness because they're getting up there I right? know I know and I've I've spoken to my kids about it I have a um a 19 year old and 17 and 15 year old I have two girls and then a boy so but they all have their own ideas about what they want and I honestly don't know it, I've seen so many different what I have learned is it's less so about the setting and the place and how large it is. It's really who is there? Who are the important people that you want to have witness your wedding and be there to support you? That's what makes a great wedding. All those connections, again, those people. And you would be so fine being obviously the mother of the bride or the groom and being part of the subject. And I have a lot of good friends who could be doing a great job to photograph I bet. (laughs) I bet. Shishi, I can't thank you enough for um, sharing your life and your career. It was so interesting. Thank you so much. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein.